0: Hi, welcome to DAC Beachcross LawCast, I'm Beth Brown, a Pensions Partner in the
1: National Employment, Pensions and Immigration Group and I'm joined by Kerry Fuller. Hi everyone, I'm a Legal Director in the team and an Employment Specialist. Today we thought we'd give a little reminder about employers' automatic enrolment duties. Beth, why are we talking about this now, As auto enrolment has been here for some time? Yes, it has, but the Pensions Regulator has been focusing more and more on auto enrolment to ensure that
0: employers are complying with their obligations. It's understood that the Regulator has used its enforcement powers over half a million times since the obligations were introduced in 2012, and as recently as the 5th of May this year, the Regulator announced that it will spot checking employers, including on-site inspections, to ensure compliance with their automatic enrolment obligations. It's worth noting that if the employer fails to comply with its automatic enrolment duties, And as mentioned, the regulator can take enforcement action. Such action can include issuing compliance notices, naming the employer and issuing fixed or escalating penalty notices. And the escalating penalty notices,
1: depending on the circumstances, Kerry, can sometimes be £10,000 per day. Gosh, £10,000 a day, that is a lot. So clearly it remains very topical nearly a decade on. Beth, can you tell us what an employer has to do? Of course,
0: Kerry. UK employers are required to automatically enrol certain employees, known as eligible job holders, into a workplace pension scheme which satisfies certain conditions, unless an exemption, apply, exception applies, of course, and pay contributions which at least meet the minimum required. Okay, thanks Beth.
1: And could you remind us please what an eligible job holder is and perhaps give us an example of when an exception might apply? Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, an eligible job holder is a worker aged between age 22 and state pension age who is working ordinarily in the UK and has qualifying earnings that exceed the earnings trigger. The earnings trigger is set each year by the Department for Work and Pensions, and the current trigger for 2021 22 and the proposed trigger for next year is £10,000. An exception could be, for example, if the employed eligible job holder is on a notice period which spans their automatic enrolment date.
1: Okay, thanks Beth. So the age and where the the individual works is easy enough and you've talked about the earnings trigger, but what are the qualifying earnings? Qualifying earnings are the gross earnings payable to a worker
0: over a period of 12 months, including various components of the pay, such as wages, commission, bonuses, overtime, and statutory maternity, paternity, adoption and sick pay.
1: Great. So are there any other categories of employees which employers need to think about, Beth? Yes, there are. So we've said that employers must
0: automatically enrol eligible job holders into a qualifying pension scheme. And it's worth noting that such employees must be given the right to opt out. But employers also need to think about non-eligible job holders and entitled workers. This is because non-eligible job holders must be given the right to opt into the qualifying pension scheme, And if they do this, then the minimum contribution requirements apply in respect of them. Entitled workers, on the other hand, only need to be given the right to join a pension scheme, but it doesn't need to be a qualifying pension scheme and the minimum contribution requirements do not have to apply in respect of them. What I would say though is, in practice, most employers tend to use the same pension scheme for eligible job holders, non-eligible job holders and entitled workers regardless of the level of contributions that the employer pays on their behalf.
1: Okay, thanks Beth. And I think you know what my next question's gonna be. Can you tell us what a non-eligible job holder and an entitled worker is? I thought you'd ask that, Kerry.
0: <laughs> a non-eligible job holder includes a worker who is aged between 16 and 74, is working mainly in the UK, has qualifying earnings that exceed the low in qualifying earnings threshold, which is currently £6,240 a year and do not meet the requirements of an eligible job holder for some reason. So, for example, because they are under age 22 or they don't meet the earnings trigger. An entitled worker is a worker aged between 16 and 74 who is ordinarily working in the UK and their earnings are below the lower qualifying earnings threshold which, as I just mentioned, is currently £6,240 a year.
1: Okay, so now we know who has to be enrolled by an employer and who can ask to join a pension scheme. And my understanding is that it's not just a one-off obligation on the employer to enrol employees or give them the option to join a pension scheme on their first day of employment. That's correct, isn't it? Yep, you're absolutely right, Kerry. It's not a one-off
0: obligation on the employer, The employer has an obligation to look to re-enroll all eligible job holders once every three years, including those who have opted out. In addition, if an individual is employed by an employer and is not an eligible job holder and doesn't choose to join the pension scheme, but becomes an eligible job holder at a later date, so for example because they've reached age 22, the employer has the obligation to automatically enrol them once they become an eligible job holder, even though they were not one on their first day of employment.
1: Okay, thanks Beth. So actually, in practice, employers should be monitoring their employees, not just on day one of employment. You mentioned that eligible job holders have to be automatically enrolled into a workplace pension scheme, which satisfies certain conditions. Can you tell us what those conditions are, please? Of course. The workplace pension
0: scheme, which satisfies the necessary conditions, is known as a qualifying pension scheme. Generally, to be a qualifying pension scheme, the scheme must be a workplace pension scheme, have its main administration in the UK, be a registered pension scheme, allow job holders to join without requiring them to express a choice or provide information to remain a member, and satisfy prescribed quality requirements which will vary depending on the type of scheme. In order to be a qualifying scheme, employers must ensure that they pay the minimum contributions required the total minimum contribution required is at least 8% of qualifying earnings, which must include an employer contribution of at least 3% of qualifying earnings. Okay. It's worth noting that most contribution structures, though, are based on pensionable earnings or pay. So pensionable earnings or pay will be defined in the scheme's rules, and it's likely that it will be different to qualifying earnings as defined under legislation. Typically, pensionable pay would include basic pay, but exclude overtime and bonuses, so employers can instead satisfy alternative requirements based on pensionable pay or gross earnings rather than qualifying earnings. And I'm not going to go into the detail of that, but I just wanted to flag it from a practical perspective.
1: Okay, thanks Beth. So if I've understood correctly, it seems that eligible job holders must be automatically enrolled into a qualifying scheme. Non-eligible job holders must be given the right to opt into a qualifying scheme and entitled workers must be given the right to join a pension scheme, but it need not be a qualifying scheme. That's spot on. You've definitely been listening. (laughs) Great. Um, So to finish off, Beth, what would your takeaways be for employers?
0: Employers need to be clear on what their automatic enrolment obligations are and have robust governance in place to ensure compliance with those obligations. That includes having processes in place to monitor and assess their workforce to ensure that they enrol and re-enrol individuals as required because, as we discussed earlier, Kerry, an employer's automatic enrolment duties do not just apply on day one of an individual's employment. Employers should also have governance systems in place to document compliance with their obligations and, of course, make sure that they submit their compliance declarations to the pensions regulator.
1: Excellent. Thanks, Beth. That's all really helpful. And all that remains to say is thanks to our listeners for listening. Thanks, Curry.